2: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Good morning and welcome to the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show. Another, well, you know what? This is, the, this is the chilliest weekend we've had in quite a while.
0: It's beautiful.
1: And uh, we are here to talk about your home loan today. We are joined by uh, Miss Tress. Miss Tress, that's your new name, Miss Tress. And she's uh. Mrs. Tress, Mrs. Collins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> don't think I like Miss Tress. No. You see well, that Tress? Oh, and it comes oh out yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wonder how that Tress got there in the first place. Anyway, yeah. we are here talking about your home loan today. And uh, things are changing in the mortgage world. You need to get prepared. We'll talk about that a little bit today. Here with us is the Grand Poobah of Mortgages, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inappropriate Uncle Bubba. Yeah, I'm here. He's here. Yeah. What is he on fumes? What, yeah. What's going on over there? No,
2: no, no, no. No, I've just had to stop by the bathroom on the way in. yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate, Uncle Bubba. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I'll tell you, if you've been listening to the show <laughs> for the last couple of years, <laughs> he's not called inappropriate, Uncle Bubba, for nothing. And so we are, you know, you never know what's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, we're supposed to be talking about your home loans. We're supposed, <laughs> to, supposed to talk about numbers. Other things come out. Uh, and uh, we want to talk to you about your home loan. And you can text us today. We want to talk about your refinancing, your purchasing, your home equity loans. Things are changing. Rates have slowly drifted up in the last couple of weeks, slowly, tiny, little bitties, but you can still get right there at the greatest rates of all time, still rates in the 15-year fixed in the low twos, the mid twos for 30-year options are out there, uh, depending on your credit score, your equity position, your loan size, whether you're having escrows, your points, all these things that uh, make your head hurt because you're not in the mortgage business. <laughs> mm. As a matter of fact, I had a friend yesterday. It was their birthday, and she was saying that, uh, you know, she wants to put 20% down so she doesn't have to pay PMI. And I said, you don't have to put 20% down to get rid of PMI. You can buy it out up front. and You can get a great low rate right now. Why would you Why would you put 20% down when you can put 5% down and just pay a point or point or two and buy out the PMI up front? Um, or pay a higher rate and get rid of the yep. PMI. You can do all that without taking. This was a you know you don't have to put twenty percent down a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. It's fifty thousand dollars,
0: causing yourself financial demerits. Oh
1: yes, you don't <laughs> want any demerits for your decisions on your mortgages. You don't want to start out there. <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure that you get yourself lined up with a good loan. I said just put five percent down or three percent down, buy out the PMI. Life will be good. You know, money, I said money
2: doesn't do good in bricks and mortar at but all.
1: I said you'll be better off if you use your if you have. She said she had a 690 score. And I said, you know, spend a couple thousand dollars paid on the things in your credit score or credit that's going to make your scores go up. And then put five percent down. Buy out the PMI. We keep the money in your pocket. You're going to need curtains. You're going to need carpet. You're going to need. You know, you're going to need Furniture, something to clean up the dog yeah. mess. You're going to, all that stuff. Don't you know?
0: go there. I had a dog mess to clean up this morning. I was so mad.
1: You're talking about your dog to your husband? My dog. Okay. Yeah. Oh, still hasn't answered the question. So tell us about your week, Tress. What happened?
0: Um, my week was really good. I took Friday off for a three-day weekend. So yesterday oh, really? was great. I went to vote. That was always exciting. And there was, like, nobody in line, which was even better. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun.
1: And so that was good. And uh, and Uncle Bubba, how was your week?
2: Uh, It was good. There was a pandemic Monday about voting. Everybody was there. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, but then on Tuesday, I walked right in and voted.
1: Yeah? Yeah. How many times have you voted now? (laughs) (laughs) Is your fourth time Your (laughs) fifth time? (laughs) Right. I have very many names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your dog used to vote. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well... All kidding aside, we want to talk to you about your home loan. You can text us at 972-387-4600. That's also the line you can call us on, 972-387-4600. And here's the rules. If you are on this radio show and you're one of the people that has a microphone and you raise your hand, you have to say, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 Okay, trust. <laughs> because that way people know you want to talk because they can't tell.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, noted. So, my bad. I have a question to start off with. So I'm on the Nextdoor app and, you know, for the people in my neighborhood and stuff like that. And somebody posted a question, which I replied to, and I told them to call up here and talk to someone. But they wanted to know what are the pros and cons about doing forbearance. And I know that we talk, we talk about it every now and then, but, you know, I think it well, would be a good topic. To Uncle Bubba with.
1: runs into this every day. And I just got some new news from FHA this week that they're going to extend some of the forbearance guidelines for FHA loans. It um, allows people to stay in those loans a little bit longer. Um, and, and, Bubba, you see it every day. How yeah. is it affecting loans and refinancing?
2: You know, the co- if it's the COVID forbearance that you're talking about, that's the three months off. Yes. Yes. All right. The pros and cons are now, at first, they said, well, if you were going to do it, you w- – I don't know about FHA, but on conventional, it was going to be 12 months before you could refinance. But then they've duped it down to three months of payments after the forbearance that takes place. So if you take three months off and then you make three months payments, then you're allowed to refinance. you got partially. a
1: document that you're making your payment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of money tied up in mortgage transactions. Once a loan is already in place and you have a forbearance and you can catch it back up and you, you, know, you have – there's some COVID guidelines that give you some leeway and then you can catch it back up. But when a mortgage is written, uh, a couple years ago, the average cost of a mortgage to be processed, underwritten, uh, closed, funded, shipped, uh, recorded, uh, electricity, car, you know, leases, phones, car, everything involved was about eight thousand dollars per loan. And here's the problem: if the reason I, I'm going to call it a problem is if you are in forbearance and then some other company goes and refinances you and you haven't made a payment and you weren't really intending on it. And then someone spends eight to ten thousand dollars, that was a couple of years ago it was eight thousand dollars. Eight to ten thousand dollars to get a loan processed for you. Um and then you don't pay it, the mortgage company that pro that's just the cost of processing. When the loan gets transferred to a servicer, the servicer pays them fee to offload it. And it's more than the eight thousand dollars depending on the market. If a loan goes bad let's say you don't pay it back, that lender then has to not only pay back the money that they got paid, they also have to pay a fine for writing a bad loan. And so let's say a lender goes and writes loans for people in forbearance and you never pay it back, then these lenders are not, well, not only if the loan defaults never, never gets paid back at all, they have to buy the loan back, but then they got to also not only buy the loan back, they also have to pay a fee, whatever they got paid, plus a fine, on top of it. So it's a very expensive endeavor for a lender to be doing loans for people. Now, that's yeah. why they want you to pay for three months after the forbearance, to document that you intend to pay this mortgage.
2: Yeah, and I had this week, there's a guy uh, doing wanting to purchase, all right? But he thought he'd be smart, and he would do the COVID three months off before he sells his house. Mm-hmm. So, so he's right now he's not making his house payments and he's wanting to sell his house and then do a purchase.
1: We had a person years ago who filed a Better Business Bureau complaint at the behest of um someone that was in the transaction that they were they were gonna, they're trying to buy a house, right? They had not told us that they hadn't paid a mortgage payment for they were 90 days behind in their existing mortgage. Mm-hmm. And they are going to go buy a house with a mortgage payment fifty percent bigger, higher. Hmm. I remember this. So this loan, their their, their mortgage was another credit report. Their credit report looked great. We pre-approved them, and then when they get their contract, we go to verify their mortgage payment. We get a verification of mortgage or a verification of rent. We go to verify that you're paying your rent and your mortgage on time. And when we did that, we found out that they hadn't paid. So then what we did is we put the mortgage, we we then sent that information into the credit bureaus. Their credit scores dropped by hundreds of points. Then they didn't qualify. And then they told the realtor that it was, that was we are just a bad mortgage company, don't know what we're doing, and that we just dropped the ball. And they didn't tell anybody. They, they never told the realtor that they hadn't paid their existing mortgage for three months. This is an issue. So Yes, this person is yep. doing the same thing. They're in a well, forbearance. Well, he thought
2: he would be smart. And he said, well, this is a great idea. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to take the three months off right now and and purchase a house. And, uh,
1: you know. have to die. Do- yeah, ha- this guy's in trouble for a while. He,
2: well, he just needs to go back and Ooh. he has to start making his payments for again, three months. For three months.
1: Yes.
0: Ooh, okay. So when you're in forbearance, does that negatively affect your
2: credit? See.
1: Not in the COVID. Not in COVID world. In typically, COVID a world. forbearance is looked at as a foreclosure. Okay. In the mortgage world, typically a forbearance is this person stopped making their mortgage payments. Right. Um, people are ninety-nine percent of people are good people, right? Mm. And so, well, most maybe people, ninety-eight.
2: One percent are no darn good. <laughs> yeah, that's from <laughs> Superman. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that's – so anyway, it's funny because that's the second time that reference has been used this week, not by me. So the the <laughs> thing is, is most people want to make these payments. And a lot of people have lost their jobs by government decree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've been told they can't go to work. Uh, they've shut their businesses down. And so, yeah, this is this, this <laughs> thing, this forbearance thing is needed. We, as a mortgage company, feel your pain. We want to help you get into a home. But the guidelines are that you're going to need to document you've paid that payment for three months, and that you've re-established your ability to make payments. That's what they got to know is that you're going to be able to make the mortgage payment. Yeah, and you can yeah. always rent if you can't buy. You can always rent a house. Right. You know, and uh, there's like that going on a lot of renting, especially here in DFW. Everyone's moving here, and yeah. home values are rising like crazy. You know, we as TexasLending.com. One, you can text us here, 972-387-4600. Find out if you can refinance right now. Rates are still at all-time lows. Mm-hmm. They're within an eighth of a percent of the all-time low, one-eighth of one percent. So, so you know, but there is talk. I, was, I read a lot of e- economic news, and there are a lot of people that are shorting the U.S. dollar. They're shorting U.S. bonds. Shorting means that they are betting that They're rates betting. are going to go up. Yes. And so they're betting that rates could go up anywhere from a quarter to a half percent here in the short term, and maybe the long term they might about face but the short term could be the next six months. Um, that's just headwinds there now' I, we don't, what we don't know is what we you and I and I and you they they and, and they I owe you, and them you know, all those people. Don't know how much the Fed will buy. The Fed's been buying mortgage bonds. Mm-hmm. The Fed's been buying mortgage bonds. Is the Fed going to continue to keep the housing market going? Because the housing market's the one thing that's working. Mm. When the airlines are down and the mm-hmm. hotels are down and the restaurants are down and the commercial properties are down. Sounds like a song. Whenever When you're going a down, down, song. down. <laughs> yeah. Then When the
2: airplanes are down. So
1: the thing is. The thing that's happening is people are buying houses. Home values are rising. When you buy a house, you buy carpet. When you buy carpet, you know, people are buying all these different things and durable goods. Without the housing market right now, it's kind of like in 2003 and 2004, right after that big, after 9-11 and the the thing that, the the collapse of the dot-com deal, mortgage rates went down for quite a while. And it kept things going until other things happened. But I can tell you right now, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but there is some inkling and there has been some, some slowly moving up of these rates. So get yourself prepared and call TexasLoney.com. Our average loan size at this week <laughs> is up to about $280,000. These are Texas loans, mm-hmm. and this is throughout so the state.
2: 18 years ago, I got into the business because rates went to 6%. <laughs> oh, because
1: they had dropped to 6%. They had
2: dropped to 6%. In
1: 2002, and they that were 6%. was the
2: huge refinance boom.
1: 2003. <laughs> I this, was there. This one was just as big as that one. This refinance boom is just as big as that. You can still refinance. Bigger, probably <laughs> Get yourself a loan right now at Com. We have staffed up. Next month is the big month. We have $550 million of loans locked at Com, and we intend to get them all funded here in short order for you. We're doing business in San Antonio, Waco, Temple, Colleen, Austin, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. If you got that VA loan, call us. Listen, RVA right rates. <laughs> RVA rates are the lowest VA rates in the state. Um, we're looking at VA streamlines as low as two and a quarter. I'll say that again. You're looking at VA. Is that a thirty-year, Bubba? Yes. The thirty-year VA streamline is as low as two and a quarter. If you are a veteran, I guarantee you, no one's within a quarter percent of that. And uh, well, when I say no, no one's lower than that. No one's lower than where we are on the on the uh, VA Streamline. You call us for your VA loan. You call your veteran friends for a VA loan uh, and tell them to call us. 972-387-4600. VA Streamlines don't require an appraisal as long as your new loan amount is below your original loan amount. Yep. Make sure you call us and we can get that loan done for you. Drop your payments. Save some money. Get ready for the holidays. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about more of these things with you as you text us at 972 387 4600 You can go online and apply at TexasLending.com and we'll come back and share more mortgage talk with you on the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show on 153 The Fan. We're back in the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show with inappropriate Uncle Bubba who is um, appropriately in place to talk about your mortgage right now. We want you to share with us all your dreams about your home loan. nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred 387 Tress... It's here to ask your questions if you text us, 972 387 seven, forty, six600. Do we have any questions, Tress?
0: We do have questions. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. If you have credit and what they mean, Kevin, is if I have
1: Oh credit, so they're not asking me they're not
0: asking you. Okay. So th- well, <laughs> I'll, I'll read it with the appropriate pronoun. If I have good credit and worked at your job for more <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's their <laughs>
1: job. It's not oh, that you want to shoot working. you now, it's <laughs> if he wants to shoot me now. <laughs> so it's shoot me more now.
0: interesting that way though.
1: <laughs> go, go ahead, go okay. ahead.
0: If you have good credit and worked at your job for more than two years, does mortgage companies still have to do a 4506T form, or can you work with W-2s?
1: Okay, a mortgage can be approved of a W-2s, but the 4506T form has to be signed. Yep, there's no way around it. you got to sign the 4506T because later on, if someone wants to verify, there's going to be a quality, con- c- quality control check. Mortgage companies have to do between 10 and 20% of all their mortgages have to be quality control checked. Depending on investors, depending on whether it's Fannie, Ginny, and these other folks. So, this quality control check, one of the things they'll do is they'll verify these tax returns that the mortgage company is selling to. The loan is being sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. That's the ultimate, or Ginny Mae. These are the ultimate buyers of these loans. The banks sell all their loans. So they just they have the servicing rights. They have the right to service your loan and forward the money to Jenny Mae. They get to keep a small little stipend on a on a Fannie Mae loan. They get to keep one quarter of one percent per year. So if you're paying five or three or two, whatever your interest rate is, regardless, they get to keep. They, just, they don't get paid more if the rate's higher. Your mortgage servicer gets to paid gets paid one quarter of one percent per year. 0.25. That's what they get. And so. These loans get forwarded to Fannie Mae, and then they have to check and see, making sure that the quality of the loans that are being sent have real tax returns in there. <laughs> and now so the 4060s then get some mortgage companies will not only have you sign the 456T, they will execute it and verify it with the IRS prior to closing because they don't want to get stuck with a bad loan because people do give us fake tax returns. Eh. So, uh, yes, we can get you approved of the W-2s. wo 2s W-2s. <laughs> That's how we say it in Michigan, <laughs> W-O-2s. No, the W-2s. <laughs> we we will get those W-2s to verify and m- approve you, but the 456T is there for later qual- uh, quality control and, and, and checking the veracity. And if you're
2: a W-2 employee, I mean, the the chances that they're going to pull, it's like going through an IRS audit, basically. One out of ten, typically. They, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get I mean, verified. It, it mostly goes to a self-employed bars, really.
1: So that's yeah, you, we can get you approved uh, and with that it's W-2s. You can get qualified. And those 456Ts generally aren't pulled until the very end. If they are going to pull it, if they are going to check that 456T, it's typically at the end of the loan. So they do, do, do cost money for the mortgage company to run it. Trust.
0: Okay. You say next.
1: Next question. Next question.
0: All right. All three credit scores are over 660. I make around $111,000 a year interested in land and a house in a rural area on a USDA loan. How much house can I typically afford? My rent now is about $1,800 a month. I'm comfortable with that payment.
1: Well, Bubba, you yeah. do USDA loans. I do. That right. doesn't look like it's going to qualify for a USDA loan. The reason why is
2: the, well, their income is the too income high. income is too high. It depends on how many or in your family. You know, the the up the how many eligibility, the income eligibility. If you go to the website, you can put in your information like how much money you make. The, the USDA, USDA oil, yeah, website. The USDA USDA.gov is the website. You can also put the property. You you're you're not going to be able to buy land. It's not a land loan. All right, USDA. It is a rural loan, but it's not for It's on like, real property. Yeah, real, it's property. A real property
1: is a house that is attached to a property. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to buy a house with a you know, bunch of land around it. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing, though. USDA is for people in rural community communities that cannot otherwise afford a conventional loan. A conventional loan is a 3% down loan, with some pretty darn good rates. Now, with a 660 score, they're going to pay some higher PMI if they're going to get a conventional loan. If they get your scores yeah. above 680, your PMI will be lower. If your scores are above 740, your PMI will be even better. Now, the thing is, It's 3% down. The the USDA uh, is not uh, there for someone that can afford a conventional Mm -hmm. loan. We will verify your assets, and if you have assets that allow you to be approved for a conventional loan, then you will not qualify for USDA. So that's just the guidelines. So $110,000 a year, I'm assuming you have maybe a couple months of rent or a couple months saved up. I don't know how much you have in your bank account, but... Anyway, they rent now for uh, $1800 a month. They can probably get themselves a two hundred and fifty to $300,000 loan to have that kind of payment. I would say, closer to con- comfortably $250,000, you should get a payment of $1,800. Um, you should buy something nice out in the country for $250,000. Anyway, that is your guidelines on USDA. Just know that uh, we'll have to take a look at those assets in your bank account, and
2: your income, and how many dependents and yes. people that you have. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And also the, the area has to qualify for USDA, too. Yeah. But if there's a bunch of land out there, it's probably going to. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Are we ready for the next one? We are. Okay. Kind of a lengthy question. Question. The last couple of years I have been working as a travel medical worker. I travel to other states to do a three to six month contract and get paid an hourly rate plus a tax-free stipend for housing and food. Because of this, I double my money compared to if I stayed in the DFW working area working full time. My question is, because of this, I tend to take three to six months of work each year because of the money I save. Credit scores are in the 750s with lots of money in the bank. Can I still qualify to purchase a home?
1: I don't know. Give me $50,000, and I'll tell you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they got a lot of money in their bank. So <laughs> there's, these are called seasonal workers, um, you know, just. The
2: hard part is the continuance, the three years continuance. I mean, yeah, w- there's a good chance you're going to be able to work, but you're not, you don't really have anybody that can say, hey, we're going to provide that three years. I mean,
1: how can Santa Claus even get a loan? Yeah. He only works like one night a year. He
2: owns the North Pole.
1: Canada. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Hopefully it's a (laughs) money-producing event. I don't know anyone that's paying him money. Usually Santa Claus is the one that's out the money. Anyway, um, he has a lot of dependents too. (laughs) (laughs) The elves. So (laughs) so anyway, regarding regarding uh, this situation, there are seasonal worker opportunities. Uh, We have to document a couple years of this. Um, The thing that the thing that we're going to do though is we're going to look at if it looks like they're ten ninety nine. And mm-hmm. so and
2: she, it's usually through a company that you do this with. Yeah, so. but if they're
1: 1099 and they're filing, if they're filing uh, as a 1099 workers, kind of self-employed, we document two years of income and we'll document how much money you've made this year. And so we'll have to verify how much money you've made and look at the last couple of years. We'll look at your tax returns because you're writing some things off here, I'm assuming. And it's going to be, be depending on how much you're writing off in your tax returns, really. your adjusted gross income after write down. So let's take a look at what you got. Uh, call uh, – if they say they're trying to buy? Yeah. So call us up, you know, ask for one of our home purchase loan officers here. Okay. We have a team of home purchase loan officers, which is doubling right now, not because they're eating more uh, fajitas. It's because we're hiring more loan officers <laughs> in the home purchase team. And so when I say our home purchase team is doubling in size, <laughs> we have to put that in content. <laughs> so so anyway, our, call someone on our home purchase team here at com, and they will help you get pre-qualified. Uh, make sure we get all those – Make sure we get your assets and your income documented. Then you can go out there happily shopping for a house.
2: Yeah, you can get fully approved before you go out.
1: Please do that. So many yeah. people are out there getting contracts, and then then the fun begins. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they, they you're working with another company. You already got denied, and then they call us, and they have 15 days to close. And I'm like, well, you know what? And we're working on that. And we got some we got loans that we're closing, and that have been in the, through those situations. Just know that uh, you are better off getting pre-approved prior to contract.
0: Please. You really are. I know people personally who did not get pre-approved, went out, found their dream home, went... Again, did not get pre-approved, got halfway through, and I'm like, nope, sorry. We want
1: you to get your I reality home, not <laughs> your dream home. We don't want to give you a dream approval. <laughs> we want to give a real approval. Make sure you call TexasHunting.com. I'm going to use yeah. that. in run on my new radio commercial. <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs>
2: <laughs> I had one recently that did was a W-2 employee with a good income, and then um, by the time that uh, they were ready to buy, had switched to 10.99 dollars 99 with commission. Well, that's oh. an issue. That is an issue. And, th- of course, he said, you have really put me in a bind. <laughs> 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 and yeah. I said, I am not taking
1: responsibility for this bind. You're <laughs> well, you're you're at such a advanced age, Bob, yeah. that you don't take many people's binds. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like going, are you kidding me? I go, you, did, did you think to ask me if this would be a bad idea?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, <coughs> we want to help you and it starts with a text to 9723874600 again 9723874600 you text us here we'll try to guide you into a smooth landing we want to make sure that your mm. plane as it's landing is landing with all of its wings attached mm. and we want to make sure the all the passengers and all the passengers <laughs> on board arrive safely 972 387 4600. Call there. Go online and apply at texaslending.com. We'll come back after these messages for more on the texaslending.com mortgage show. i on 1053 The Fan. We're back in the texaslending.com mortgage show. We have 25 minutes of glory to talk about your wonderful <laughs> home loan this morning. Hopefully, we can fill that cup of yours. With all the mortgage information you need, 972-387-4600. Go online and apply at TexasLending.com. Tress, Collins, uh, we have some questions coming in. Let's get to it.
0: All right. So somebody asked, a heard that there's a charge of 0.5 fee on a refinance. Has this already happened?
1: Now, first of all, you didn't read the whole text, Tress.
0: Well, I didn't because I didn't, you know, there's other texts. And so
1: it says, "I heard the powers above charge 0.5 fee on a refinance."
0: Yes, that's how it reads.
1: Now, first of all, first of all, I want to say that if there is a 0.5 fee being charged on all refinances right now, it's not from the powers above; it's potentially from the powers below. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you that know sounds what I'm bad. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so the uh, the thing is this: that Fannie Mae. Uh, back a couple months ago, came out with a half a percent charge for an adverse market fee. Ready to? Yes. The fa- adverse market fee is for refinances uh, and, oh, and cash-out refinances above $125,000. Below that, they didn't want to charge that fee to affect the smaller loan amounts, uh The larger loan amounts they're going to they they went and charge it now they reversed that a week later when they realized they didn't give anyone in the mortgage world more than well they didn't give anyone any time. It was just as a matter of fact we're going to start charging you half a percent, but it hadn't been priced in any of the loans that had been locked or quoted, and so they were suddenly going to charge every mortgage company a half percent of your loan amount, and it was going to be very detrimental in terms of the billions and hundreds of billions of dollars in charges to lenders. And so they pushed it off to December 1st. Any loan that is bought by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac for refinances and cash-out refinances that are above $125,000, anything after December 1st is going to have a .5 charge to the mortgage lender. And so that fee will be passed along to the consumer. It'll probably be swallowed up in the rate Uh, You're probably going to be paying not a half percent higher rate. Probably That charge might cost you an eighth of a percent in rate. Your rates will go up about an eighth of a percent because of this. Some lenders are already pricing it in. Some lenders are already charging you that half percent up front. TexasLending.com is going to be slowly working it into our rates. It hasn't worked into our rates yet, Uh, but it will be working into the rates. Now, these refinances are conventional loans. These are not FHA and VA loans. These are for your cash out, refinance, and refinance on conventional loans. So, yes, we've been asking everyone to get their lo- rates have been creeping up. Fannie Mae's going to be charging this extra fee. So you're going to see some rate creep. Um, uh, make sure I say that just right. <laughs> you're a rate creep. Make sure you call TexasLending.com and get that. <clears throat> make sure you call Texas and get that loan locked today. So, Bubba, yeah. uh, are people asking you a lot about this?
2: Uh, you know, I have had it come up. Uh, people wanting to lock their loans before the rate increase in December. Um, I s- and I say it's not really a rate increase; it's really a cost. Yeah. Uh, I- you're still going to be able to get the rate. It's just going to cost you more. I mean, that's basically it. Or you you take a higher rate. People don't realize, though, an eighth of a diff- an eighth of point in rates is not well compared to what catastrophic. Th- it's like 15 well, I'll 20 you dollars.
1: What. I'll you know, tell you what. A month. What's going to be more catastrophic to most people is as home values in Texas. I mean, just a few years ago, our average lock was 165. Mm. Now it's over 265. This is just in the last four years. Right. And I would say as more people continue to move to Texas for various reasons, then you're going to see home values going over 300000 And as that happened, the tax the taxes that are going to go to the muni- – great option, great, op- great, great, great time right now in Texas to have a municipal government because they're making money off the taxes. Good for them, right? And so – but it's a uh, consumption tax, really. It's about people that are buying houses and how much home you're buying and how much home you own. So it's taxed on what you can afford, right? And so uh, maybe you can't afford it because as home values continue to double, your taxes are going to double. So um, make sure – Make sure that uh, this eighth of percent of rate, you're only paying that on what you currently owe in the house. So as you owe less in the house, your interest payments go down. But as your home goes up in value, your taxes go up. And so the real thing that's going to happen, especially with rates in the twos for a lot of people, most people, that's so significantly low. A lot of interest rates right now are lower than the tax rate on your house. Yep. Tax rates are two and a half to three uh, percent. Interest rates on mortgages, a lot of them in the low twos. So. So the real charges on a lot of people's homes, some people are paying actually more in homeowner's insurance on their mortgage than they are on their interest on their mortgage. Mm-hmm. Make sure you mm-hmm. call TexasLending.com. Get that loan locked today as the rates start rising and as Fannie Mae starts moving in this half-a-point fee. Mm-hmm. A half-a-point charge. It's a half-a-point charge. That, that's on a $200,000 loan that's $1,000 up front they're going to charge you and or move it into the rate. So just... Be prepared.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Are we ready?
1: Yes. All
0: right. So to the person who texted in saying that they couldn't reach Uncle Bubba yesterday, he is here today. I'll <laughs> leave him a voicemail with your name, your phone number, and he will call you back.
1: We will not feed Uncle Bubba until he calls you back. <laughs> <laughs> he has to stay here and call people. You're going to be like the Cinderella of mortgage loan officers. You Cinderella cannot leave the house. Story. Okay, trust. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay, current homeowner, Antolo, who used the amazing information to help me prepare and understand my first home purchase. Yay you. My question, if I am wanting to sell my home, how much would I potentially get back? I bought the home a year and a half ago for 195000 and had a full down payment, 30-year fixed loan at 4%. Due to life changes, I'm planning to relocate closer to family, would like to sell my current place and purchase in the new area. Wondering what return would be at the same safe... Oh, sale cost is purchase.
1: You know, we don't know what your return is going to be uh, because we uh, don't. Would it say how much they currently owe? So, mm. so we don't know what your return would be. But just know that you're, if you're going to have a realtors sell it, then typically anticipate six percent of the sales price. You're going to pay that uh, to the person that's going to list your home, and or you're going to split that. 3% to the person that's going to list it, and 3% for the home buyer's rep. Um, and so there's some variance in there depending on different uh, realtors, have different scenarios and how they set up those things. So make sure uh, that you talk with your realtor. Or call us and we'll we'll get you in touch with some great realtors at texaslundy.com. Yeah,
2: a lot of a lot of realtors will do if you're doing a uh, if you're selling a home and buying another home, we'll do a kind of a. Sometimes you got to uh, talk to your realtor because yeah, we don't want to speak yeah, for realtors. Realtor, yeah, but,
1: yeah, you know. but talk to your realtor and find out what your options are. And uh, so yeah, some some realtors they want to get your sale business and your new purchase business, mm-hmm. and so you can talk with them. Um, if they're open to anything, the thing is this uh three hundred hundred ninety five thousand dollars six percent yeah, of six percent of two hundred thousand dollars is twelve thousand so expect that uh, you know those are the kind of things, and also you might have to cover the title insurance that might come out of the sale the, the title the seller's title insurance that might come out of your sale and uh, any taxes that are due at the end of the year that might come out of the sale. And then, if you're going to cover any closing costs for the purchaser, so in the end, you might walk away with a thousand, a thousand pennies. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how much money you're going to get out of that house, but just looking for some of those costs. Again, I'm going to say it: your realtor, your title insurance, uh, maybe a home inspection, uh, a, a warranty. You know, depending on yeah. some of those things are that might pop up along the way. Yep. Tres.
0: Okay, I think we have time for one more. Before the break. What would cause closing costs to go up over time? We are closing almost two months later than originally expected on a VA loan. The sales price has dropped from 319 to 313 The loan amount through the lender dropped to 282555 dollars due to what the VA appraiser valued the house yes. at. We are making up the difference by using a HELOC on our current house. So what, what would what cause closing costs to go up over time?
1: What would cause closing costs to go up? Well, if they're covering the difference between the original sales price of uh three thirteen to two eighty two so it looks like there's what twenty thirty five thirty three thousand thirty one thousand dollars difference mm-hmm. uh from their sales price and you're going to be covering that what would cause ta- uh the closing costs it, it depends on uh, how much taxes have to be collected uh at closing that can that can affect some things. Um,
2: closing costs are not escrows, though. I mean, closing costs, there might be a, a charge for the rate since you're going down in loan amount. There could be, but I can't see where the actual closing costs could have changed that much. Yeah,
1: it, mortgage companies are going to charge you, uh, quote you, closing costs. Uh, what, well, what could also happen, um, another option that could happen is if it was locked two months ago, and they have to do an extension on the lock now because you guys had to renegotiate the contract and such. Sometimes locks on purchases over 30 days or less. If they have to extend it to 60 days, they might have to charge you more for the extension of the lock because the rates that were there two months ago, rates are starting to creep. And so you might have to pay an extension for the rate. That might be something you have to deal with. So be prepared for that. Um, But other than that, most closing costs are going to be Rather fixed on a mortgage, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and if they are going to change, there's only a couple of them that can change. You should have gotten uh, a
2: change of circumstance that it told you exactly what it was. Yeah, a mm-hmm. change of circumstance. So if go something back and changes. look at your changes and see w- what it was.
1: Yep, anyway, mm-hmm. good luck with your VA purchase. Hopefully, you enjoy your house. And trust is saying we have to go to break. We do 972 387 4600. Go online and apply at TexasLending.com. We're going to come back with more of your questions on the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show on 105.3 The Fan. We're back in the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show. Thank you for texting. Keep on texting at 972-387-4600. We have about eight minutes left to answer your questions. And make sure you text us now, 972-387-4600. You can also call there. We have loan officers here. They'll be here through early afternoon, nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred here on a Saturday. The hardest working people in the mortgage business are on the weekend. Uh and Tress. Yes. You have questions for us?
0: We do. I do. They do. There hey, we go. You said
2: that ten years ago, didn't you? I do.
0: I did. Ten and a half years ten ago. And a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Best day ever. Four anyway. Forty years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great <laughs>
1: congratulations <laughs> to you bubba okay
0: moving on <laughs> do you guys have bank statement mortgage loans for self-employed
1: we used to yeah <laughs> uh until covid hit and then the entire 9qm world collapsed uh then six months later all the non qm lenders that decided to uh not buy the loans that they said they would buy have come back and said hey we want to start buying loans again and we've kind of ah you can just go away mm-hmm. we don't you didn't you didn't follow through on your commitments last time we're not gonna we're yeah. not gonna go forward with this mess so there are bank statement loans back some lenders are doing them we are yeah. not doing them. we got stuck right. with nice. a bunch of loans because we had pre-approved you we had funded you your loans were done and then they were not purchased. Um, it caused a lot of mayhem in the market loans were not being sold for a f- couple weeks there and uh, anyway. So, anyway, we're not doing the bank statement loans right now for self-employed, but the lo- loan programs are back, and there are they are possible. Type it in on Google. Someone will do it for you. We'd like to do it, but we don't want to get stuck with your loan next time someone has a bad uh, bad day. All right, Tress.
0: Okay, here we go. I'm selling my house. What do I need to keep my mineral rights for my house before selling? By the way, my uncle used to work at Kellogg's Cereal in Battle Creek, Michigan. Ah.
1: Battle Creek, Michigan. That's where my, my, aunts, Michigander. my aunt and uncle and my cousins were from. And some of them have relocated down here. Um, Battle Creek, Michigan. That's where the Kellogg's are made. Mm. Up there in Battle Cocoa
2: Creek. Cocoa Crispy is my favorite. Frosted Flakes.
1: Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Sugar Pop. says This is what do I need to keep my mineral rights for my house before selling? Can you do that? Uh, well, you know what? I am not the mineral rights guy. Mm. I am not the mineral rights guy. Me neither. Yeah, I've never had mineral rights. I have.
2: Well, I have. I still have mineral rights, but yeah. they're up in Oklahoma. Yeah. And they lease them out about every three or yeah. four years. For what do you need grand. to keep
1: your mineral rights? I would I would definitely call a title attorney yeah. and find out what they... You know, what they can tell you, they can get you going on the right path there on those mineral rights. Call a title attorney, call a title company, ask for their attorney, (coughs) and -hmm. say, I want to know how I can keep my mineral rights. So anyway, you you have to negotiate all that. Mm. and uh, that's It starts with them,
2: but it's not a mortgage question. Mm.
1: Yes. Mm. (laughs) We can help you finance a house. Call (laughs) us today, 972-387-4600, 972-387-4600-TRESS.
0: All right. If I had a discharge Chapter 7 bankruptcy two years ago and didn't reaffirm my mortgage, are lenders required to get 12 or 24 months of payment history from current mortgage servicer?
2: Well, yeah, what happens a lot of times on a bankruptcy is they stop reporting to the credit bureau, uh, especially on on Chapter 7, Chapter 13, both of them. The mortgage lender stops reporting to the credit. So when they pull your credit, it'll say mortgage with such and such, but it won't show any payment history in the last two years. Mm. So that's the reason why they're going to want a 12 months mortgage history showing on time payments.
1: You heard it right there from inappropriate <laughs> Uncle Bubba, who is very appropriate at that time. It's that <laughs> t- take on, a picture on bankruptcy. Oh <laughs> 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 no! no. <laughs> Make sure you. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, we're definitely gonna get a. a verification of the mortgage history.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, regardless of what loan you're going to get, you're going to have someone ver- verification of the mortgage history. If it's not in the credit report, if it's not being reported properly, yeah. we're going to verify the mortgage. That's the thing that you got to be paying on time is the mortgage. So, And that's, that's something
2: the, you don't know. I mean, that's just something that, that the mortgage people see or their credit report and stuff. You don't know that, and when they ask for that, that's why they're asking for it.
1: All right. Go online apply at Call us, 972-387-4600-TRESS.
0: All right. I recently moved back from West Texas working in the oil fields back in July. I started working at my new job here in Wiley for two months. My income now is pretty close to what I was making, while the current length of, of my new employer denied my approval for O. Oh. So will the current length of my new employer, deny my approval for a home loan. My credit is a low of seven hundred, and I have ten thousand dollars down to pay. Thank you. love your show. stay safe. okay
2: Aww.
1: okay, well, working hello, at my sure job too. I new here in Wiley um <laughs> so, so they were working in an oil field mm-hmm. now they got a new job. gotta know what that new job is um, six months, yeah, but we gotta know if that new job is similar to the old job. Baba is saying they want six months of documented income at your new job, mm-hmm. it depends on what kind of job. But yeah, it does depend.
2: Have. I mean, if it's like you, you, were, you were pipe drilling and you're doing something similar, or, you know, uh, welding, you know, that it just all depends on, you know, the combination of the two jobs.
1: But everything else looks okay. And you should make sure you call TexasLending.com to get pre approved for that new loan, nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. Tress, we have one time for one more. Do you have any anything left? We do.
0: Looking to refinance my forever home. Four hundred and ten thousand dollar value, two hundred and eighty-eight thousand balance, four point seven five percent. 790 credit score, $70,000 retirement income. What's the lowest rate I can get plus reasonable closing costs? I don't escrow taxes and insurance.
1: So if you don't um. escrow, just know you're going to pay, pay a little bit more um, for, for it, those loans. It's a
2: quarter point hit. Quarter a point charge, charge. Not on rate. It's, wor- it's uh, worth it. <laughs>
1: and so, listen, uh, with the Fannie Mae 0.5 coming in and a quarter percent charge for the yeah. for the escrow thing, they're at four or three quarters now. If They yep. drop the rate 2%. On their loan amount, they are going to save $460 a month. Okay? They're going to save 460 If they go from two four and three quarters to two and three quarters. You should be able to find a loan two and three quarters or better, depending if you're going to get a 30-year or a 15-year mortgage. I, and so, somewhere in there.
2: I would say, just from my knowledge of locking loans this week, that you would probably be in that two and a half range on Yeah, that loan.
1: Yeah. So... Especially if you're not going to escrow, especially if you're not going to pay a point, especially. There's different things that come in. APR
2: 2.7.
1: Your APR is going to be in there depending on your closing costs. The more closing costs, the higher your APR. Make sure you call TexasLending.com. Go online and apply. Apply now on TexasLending.com. We don't have any more time today, folks. So go out there, enjoy your non-windy day in the DFW area. And hopefully it gets a little bit warmer this afternoon. And hopefully we have a nice weekend next weekend so we can share your lovely mortgage information with you. For (laughs) Tress Collins and Inappropriate Uncle Bubba, I'm Kevin Miller saying so long. We'll see you next week in the TexasHunting.com Mortgage Show from 105.3 The Fan.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?